With the day now over, making space and time for yourself to help quiet your mind can help you let go of the day and any busy thoughts. That's what we do here at Drift Off. We offer a pleasant distraction to help quiet and soothe your mind with a calming bedtime story. I'm your host, Joanne, a voice that tucks you in and helps you ease into a restful night's sleep. But before you get sleepy, be sure to subscribe. You can also support us by leaving a rating on Apple Podcast. This really helps grow our audience. Thank you so much. Tonight's story is a modified version called The Elf Maiden by Andrew Lang. A tale of a love triangle, friendship, and of betrayal. And so, my friend, it's time to close your eyes and snuggle up tight and embrace your sweet dreams all through the night. Once upon a time, two young men who lived in a small village, fell in love with the same girl. During the long, cold winter, it was all night, except for an hour or so about noon, when the darkness seemed a little less dark, and then they used to see which one of them could tempt her out for a sleigh ride with the northern lights flashing above them or which of them could persuade her to come to a dance in some neighboring barn. When the spring began, the light grew longer, and the hearts of the villagers leaped at the sight of the sun. With the long dark days finally over, a day was chosen for the boats to be brought out, and the great nets to be spread in the bays of some islands that lay a few miles to the north. Most of the village went on this annual expedition, and the two young men and the girl went with them. They all sailed merrily across the sea, singing their favorite songs. And when they reached the shore, What an unpacking there was, for this was a noted fishing ground, and here they would live in little wooden huts till the autumn, when the days would become long and dark once more, and bad cold weather would come round again. The maiden and the two young men happened to share the same hut with some friends, and fished daily from the same boat. And as time went on, one of the youths noted that the girl took less notice of him than she did of his companion. At first, he tried to think that he was imagining it, and for a long while kept his eyes shut very tight to what he did not want to see. But, in spite of his efforts, it became obvious 
that his friend and the maiden were falling in love with each other. The young man gave up trying to deceive himself, yet anger swirled like a red tide within him, rising to choke him. His breath became harsh and shallow, his hands curling into strong fists at his sides. She was his girl, he thought to himself, and the feeling of jealousy was slowly filling his blood, making his eyes go dark. Relief from this intense feeling of jealousy and anger finally came with his decision in finding some way to get the better of his rival. The plan that he decided upon could not be carried out for some months, but the longer the young man thought of it, the more pleased he was. So he made no sign of his feelings and waited patiently till the moment came. Finally, the day came that they were all going to leave the islands and sail back to the mainland for winter. In the bustle and hurry of departure, the cunning young man contrived that their boat should be the last to put off. And when everything was ready and the sails about to be set, he suddenly called out, Oh dear, what shall I do? I have left my best knife behind in the hut. Run like a good fellow and get it for me while I raise the anchor and loosen the tiller. Not thinking any harm, the other youth jumped back on shore and made his way up the steep bank. At the door of the hut, he stopped and looked back and gazed in horror. The head of the boat stood out to sea, and he was left behind alone on the island. Yes, there was no doubt of it. He was quite alone, and he had nothing to help him except the knife which his comrade had cunningly dropped on the ledge of the window. For some minutes, he was too stunned by the treachery of his friend to think about anything at all. But after a while, he shook the thoughts away, determined that he would manage to keep alive somehow, even if it was only for the revenge of his betrayal. So he put the knife in his pocket and went off to a different part of the island which was not so bare as the rest and had a small grove of trees. From one of these, he cut himself a bow, which he strung with a piece of cord that had been left lying about the huts. When this was ready, the young man ran down to the shore and shot two seabirds, which he plucked and cooked for supper. In this way, the months slipped by, and Christmas came round again. On the day before, 
the youth went down to the rocks and into the woods, collecting all the driftwood the windstorm had blown down, and he piled it up in a great stack outside the door of the hut so that he might not have to fetch any all the next day. When this task was done, he took a seat on the shore and gazed out to the mainland. He remembered the jubilant nights spent dancing with his love and their friends before he was left behind on the island. The night was still and cold, but even so, he was convinced he could see the gentle Christmas lights strung up around his neighbors' houses and hear their merry chatter. With the help of the northern lights, he suddenly noticed it wasn't the lights from his village at all. It was a boat, which seemed to be steering straight for the island. At first, he could hardly stand for joy. The chance of speaking to another man was so delightful. But as the boat drew near, there was something he could not tell what that was different from the boats which he had been used to all his life, and only when it touched the shore did he realize that the people that stepped out of the boats were beings from another world than ours. They were elves. They were magical creatures that humans feared because they did not understand them. The young man hastily stepped behind the woodstack and waited for what might happen next. The strange folk, one by one, jumped on the rocks, each bearing a load of something that they wanted. And among the women, he noticed one young girl who was the most beautiful than any of the rest carrying a great basket full of provisions, and the young man could not help but fix his eyes upon the maiden, feasting on her loveliness. The young man peeped out cautiously to see what all this crowd could be doing inside one of the tiny huts. But in a moment, he drew back again as the girl returned. She was quite curious to find out what sort of place the island was, and so she began to look about and explore a little. Her sharp eyes soon discovered the man crouching behind the bundles of sticks, and at first she felt a little frightened. She had never seen a human up close after all. But the man stayed so still that she became courageous and thought to herself, what a strange creature, as she slowly began walking towards the young man so as to get a closer look at him. She leaned over to touch him, but the moment she drew closer, the man became startled and stepped back and shifted the bundles of sticks pricking the girl with a splinter 
and caused her finger to bleed. Shocked with pain, she screamed so loudly that her family emerged from the huts to see what was the matter. Upon catching sight of the human, the elves ran back to their boats and pushed away from the shore, for they did not understand humans either and feared them. In an instant, boat, people, and goods had vanished completely. In their hurry, they had, however, forgotten two things. A bundle of keys, which lay on the table, and the girl whom the splinter had pricked, and who now stood pale and helpless beside the woodstack. You will have to make me your wife, she said at last, for you have drawn my blood, and now I belong to you. My heart belongs to someone else, replied the man. I cannot marry you. But you must, for it is the elven way. I have no choice in the matter, and neither do you, the elf maiden insisted. The young man then replied, If you'll help me leave this island, we can pretend we are wed, the man offered. I must return to my village to right the wrongs of the traitor who stole my love. After some consideration, the elf maiden agreed to the arrangement, for although the young man was very handsome, she wasn't yet sure how she felt about him, and she quite liked the idea of pretending. To fulfill her end of the bargain, the elf maiden handed the man the bundle of keys and explained that they could unlock the desires of the heart, and that each key could only be used but once before they disappeared forever. The man looked at the three keys and quickly decided to use one to make sure they survived the winter on the island. He unlocked one of the huts, and using the key, he desired that it would have plenty of provisions inside. Food was plentiful on the island, and would magically appear all through the long winter months. By and by, spring came round once more, and it was time for the villagers to return to the island once again. Where are we to go now? asked the elf maiden one day, when the sun seemed brighter and the wind softer than usual. We will go and see if my beloved and the Conrad who betrayed me have come back fishing this year, the man said. And together, he and the lovely elf maiden hid among the rocks, watching his friends and neighbors slowly return to the island. The villagers were lively and cheerful as they unpacked their belongings and set up the boats to fish. All the while, the man and the elf maiden set out to look around discreetly 
so as not to be seen. And after some time, and no sign of either his comrade or his love, the young man was convinced that they did not return to the island as he had hoped. And so, he decided to creep out from the rocks and reveal himself. His friends, although surprised, were ecstatic to see that he was alive and begged him to join them on their fishing trips again. Suddenly, a scream came from among the villagers as the elf maiden revealed herself. All of the fisherfolk bowed at her feet and begged her to leave them unharmed. The elf maiden smiled and then gently pulled the villagers to their feet, assuring them she would not cause any harm and asked them to not be afraid. At her request, the villagers explained that the young man's beloved and his comrade had not traveled to the island this year, but strangely would not give the reason why. Can I borrow a boat? the man asked. I would very much like to go home. But the villagers would not agree with his request. They couldn't let him take a boat because they needed it for fishing and they did not have one to spare. The man begrudgingly accepted their refusal and returned to sit among the rocks. Shortly after, the elf maiden joined him and asked him what they should do now. The bundle of keys glinted in the man's hands and his plan became clear. They waited until all the villagers were asleep, and then they crept towards the fishing boats. They had all been secured with thick chains, but it was no match for the elves' magic key. The elf maiden hopped in the boat as the man pushed it into the water, but before they set off, she raised her hands high into the air. From the foggy horizon floated a score of wooden fishing boats and they all came to rest on the shore. This was sort of an apology from the elf maiden who felt very badly for stealing their boat even though it was stolen for a good reason to help the young man on his quest to return back home to his love. In turn, their boat sailed away from the island and caught a favorable tide, carrying them swiftly toward the mainland. The young man and the elf maiden shared many interesting conversations together during their voyage back to the mainland, enjoying their time together, feeling completely at ease in each other's company. They sang songs, they talked and laughed, and the young handsome man was beginning to grow very fond of the lovely elf, who was not only very beautiful and smart, but also very kind-hearted. When they finally arrived at the village, he soon discovered 
that much had changed in the year he had been gone. The houses seemed bigger and the village happier. The sky seemed clearer and the air was warmer. Children began to come out of their houses and play. They were unafraid of the elf maiden because they had not yet been taught to fear her. Look, it's an elf, the village elder cried and shook his cane at the elf maiden. People began to open their doors and peer out their windows at the strange newcomer. The elf maiden opened her arms in greeting, but the villagers all cowered. The elder demanded she be arrested, and no sooner had he spoken was she locked away in chains. Wait, she means no harm, the young man cried, chasing after her. He had come to care for her because of their time spent on the island and he didn't want to see her locked away. He clutched the bundle of keys tightly, knowing that there was only one key left on the ring, reminding himself that he had to use it wisely. Is she dangerous? A familiar voice asked. Just then, the young man turned around and saw his beloved standing in the doorway of a house. Without hesitating, he wrapped his arms around her and laughed cheerfully. Just then, someone quickly stepped between them, separating him from his beloved. It was his old friend who had betrayed him. What are you doing here? his former friend asked. I left you on that island and did not expect to see you ever again. I came back for my love. You stole her from me, the man said sorrowfully. The woman looked between the two former friends. She couldn't believe what she was hearing. You left him behind? she asked. Just then, a small child toddled out of their house. Is that your daughter? the young man asked. She nodded and put the child on her hip. Yes, I have started a family in the time that you've been gone. I waited for you as long as I could. His former friend scowled and pointed at the house while looking at the girl. Go inside and lock the door. I will not let him have you. Both men watched the girl obey. Once the door was shut, the betrayer laughed out loud. I have one friend, though it was unfair. To settle the deal, if you can enter the house I built, you can have her back. But I warn you, this house is impenetrable. At this, the young man smiled as he held up the key, ready to unlock the door and return to his love. But then, a quiet sobbing stole his attention. He looked over 
and saw the beautiful elf maiden crying in her chains, sorrowfully accepting her fate as a prisoner. Looking at her, the young man knew instantly that the lovely elf maiden had stolen his heart, and he was deeply in love with her. He strode slowly over to the elf maiden and inserted the key into the lock, and as the chains fell to the ground, they fell into each other's arms. Looking deep into his loving eyes, she asked in amazement, Why did you not use the key on your beloved? You are my beloved now, the man said. I have chosen you. The elf maiden smiled and was so happy, for she too had fallen deeply in love with him during their time together. Amid the fearful yells of the villagers, the man and the elf maiden quickly stepped into the boat and pushed away from the shore. And with no particular destination in mind, the handsome young man and the beautiful elf maiden set out on a wonderful adventure together and lived happily ever after.